Hi, I'm Sam Hawley, coming to you from the lands of the Gadigal people. This is ABC News Daily. In the most significant dissent in decades, protesters are taking to the streets across China to vent their frustrations over COVID-19 lockdowns. They're not only demanding their freedom back, but in some cases, in incredibly rare defiance, they're calling for President Xi and the Communist Party to stand aside. Today, my colleague, East Asia correspondent Bill Bertels, on how much longer the Chinese leader can hold on to COVID zero. Bill Bertels, the Tiananmen Square protests of 1989, it was three decades ago, but it's very much in people's minds right now, isn't it? Yeah, because the Tiananmen protests very much are the biggest modern protests in mainland China and the way they ultimately finished uh, with tanks on the street still to this day is Pretty shocking, certainly, for those who remember it. China has now hurtled headlong into a bloody purge. A huge volley of shots just as I left the front line caused panic. The young man in front of me fell dead. I fell over him. Two others were killed yards away. Two more people lay wounded on the ground near me. The reason why people are thinking about Tiananmen a little bit at the moment is because it wasn't just in Beijing. Those protests 33 years ago were also happening on a smaller scale in other cities across China. And it's very, very rare in China, Mm. incredibly rare, to see coordinated protest action, or even if it's not networked and coordinated deliberately, to have people simultaneously Mm. protesting about the same issue dispersed through different cities. Mm, So we haven't seen protests of that magnitude since 1989 until now. We haven't, although we'd have to caution this time around. Yes, it's true that these are the most widespread, most dispersed protests in China since 1989, but the numbers are a lot smaller. So the numbers aren't that big, but I suppose you have to remember that these days in China, the surveillance, the ability of authorities to preemptively try to prevent protest action is a lot better Mm. than back in 1989. Okay, so this is probably the most extraordinary act of civil disobedience in the country for decades, although, of course, not as big as we saw back then. Let's chat, Bill, in a moment about what actually sparked these protests. But first, how are the Chinese authorities responding to them this time? Well, we've basically seen the Chinese police, who, of course, would be acting on orders from higher up, um, initially holding back. Particularly over last weekend, we saw in Shanghai people gathering on the street for hours. In Beijing, the same. We saw really quite big protests in places like Chengdu and Wuhan. And police were certainly there. They were making some arrests. They were trying to move the protesters on. 
And no doubt there would be people there monitoring uh, who's, who's saying what. But it was almost as though the police were under orders to let the people vent, mm. to give them some breathing space to let out a bit of anger. So that was the first uh, couple of days, but uh, certainly uh, we've since seen uh, police swarm the streets of certain areas in Beijing and Shanghai. Uh, we're not getting a clear picture yet about other cities, but uh, certainly an order has gone out for the police to preemptively stop any further gatherings. Mm, and even the BBC journalist Edward Lawrence, he was detained, wasn't he? I mean, how unusual is that? What happened there? So Ed was at the Shanghai protest and uh, we saw him uh, on the ground with about three or four police on top of him, uh, handcuffing him. They led him away and somebody asked, are you all right? And he just yelled, call the consulate. Um, he only spent a few hours detained uh, before being released. Uh, to be honest, in China as a reporter, it's maybe not that unusual for, to be arrested uh, under these sorts of circumstances. But the BBC put out a statement condemning the Chinese authorities because they also say that he wasn't just detained, he was also beaten and kicked mm. during this process. So authorities are now clearly responding with a, a heavy hand. Let's now, Bill, look at how these protests started, what sparked them. We know they're relating to COVID-19 lockdowns, but let's unpack that a little bit more. So what was the actual trigger? So the event that broke the camel's back was a fire last week in the far western city, Urumqi, it's the capital of, Xin, of the Xinjiang region. Xinjiang region's very well known these days because of the government repression of the minority Uyghur population there. And in fact, there were several uh, Uyghur residents who were among the 10 victims of this uh, building fire. And according to videos taken by people in neighbouring buildings, fire trucks couldn't enter the compound of the building that was on fire because it was under lockdown and the local authorities had put fences and barricades and those sorts of things around the entrance to the compound. And so videos emerged of emergency workers trying to uh, open gates. At one point, the fire truck was filmed trying to hose the flames from outside the compound fence. And as somebody filming noted, it, the, the water can't reach the flames. It's too far. Mm. Ten people died in this fire. And those social media videos quickly spread around the Chinese internet and they just infuriated the nation mm. because everybody said, that could have been me. Mm, so residents in that city, but also then across the country, blamed that 
strict lockdown for the deaths. But it seems, Bill, once they took to the streets and once those protests sort of expanded across various cities in China, the issues that they were raising also broadened. They did. Yes, there were people in Shanghai who were on the street taking it further and saying Xi Jinping stepped down, Communist Party stepped down. Uh, that definitely did happen. Uh, there may, there was a little bit of that sort of language calling for real democracy at the protest in Beijing. But I still think these protests, whether they be down in Chengdu or Guangzhou or Beijing or Shanghai or Wuhan, they are at their core anti-lockdown protests. They are pretty much the same, what we saw in mm-hmm. Melbourne and Sydney during the lockdowns. The, the common sentiment here is to try and bring an end to the sort of craziness of just endless lockdowns and endless testing. All right, well, tell me, Bill, now, why on earth are the Chinese and President Xi still sticking with this COVID zero policy when most nations, of course, have already abandoned it a long time ago? Well, Sam, we'll see you in the next few weeks, won't we? Mm. This is really the most interesting time um, for, for for Xi Jinping and his uh, COVID control policy because we still think that COVID zero is the correct path. That's the line from Beijing. Now, will that line change in the coming weeks? If you asked me this a month ago, I'd say, no, they're going to stick to this as long as they can. Now I'm not so sure. It, it really, you know, there, there is such a level of anger, you know, protests aside, yes, there were sort of people protesting on the streets, but there were just so many more people who were just frustrated and fed up and venting in WeChat groups about this. You know, can the Chinese government really sustain this policy that is officially still called zero clearance? Uh, I, I don't think so, but I'm not, a, I'm, not, I'm not sure in the next few weeks if we actually will see a change to policy. Mm, okay, so you seem to be saying that President Xi might actually listen to these protesters. Well, he, him and his apparatus uh, would be listening, but mm. having already sent in the, uh, the police to sort of snuff out these protests and to make sure that this doesn't ripple into anything bigger... I I just don't know. I always feel that Xi Jinping has done this for political reasons more than health reasons. Yes, there is this health argument always that we will see a mass death event among older people because the vaccination rate is not high enough in China. But that's a failing on Xi Jinping's part if he hasn't been able to coerce people into getting vaccinated. They used mandates in countries like Australia. How on earth can they not use them in a country like China? Um, so there is a real health argument. But I've always thought that there's a real political benefit to Xi Jinping in keeping the nation locked off, uh, in having these sort of surveillance controls through the location tracking apps and uh, being able to put restrictions on people's ability to gather and those sorts of things. So I'm not convinced that in the coming weeks we will see a revision, but we may start to see a change in the official state narrative which opens the door to the idea of coexisting with COVID. Mm, And the police action, has that snuffed out the protests for now? We won't see another Tiananmen Square, I suppose. No, we definitely won't see another Tiananmen (laughs) Square. We may see 
Um, a little bit more protest action perhaps next weekend, um, but I think uh, already the Chinese police state has well and truly swung into action. And one thing we have to note is actually uh, some local officials in various cities already have responded a bit to the protests by uh, unlocking or taking restrictions off individual buildings. But this is not over. COVID zero is still very much in place and it's going to be a cat and mouse game in the coming weeks to see how much the central government in China is willing to give in order to calm people down. Bill Bertels is the ABC's East Asia correspondent based in Taiwan. If you want to know more about how President Xi this year secured his historic third term in power, we spoke to Bill about that on October the 17th, and that's in your feed. This episode was produced by Flint Duxfield and Chris Dengate, who also did the mix. Our supervising producer this week is Sydney Pete. I'm Sam Hawley. ABC News Daily will be back again tomorrow. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.